Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, December 1st. After nearly 50 years as the law of the land, the Supreme Court indicated today that a post-Roe versus Wade reality may be America's future. There have been several challenges to Roe v. Wade, that 1973 landmark abortion case at the United States Supreme Court, but none before this Supreme Court, a 6-3 conservative-leaning Supreme Court, which heard oral arguments today in a case out of Mississippi that was basically designed to be a challenge to Roe. The case called Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization, was brought about by the state of Mississippi, specifically the state health officer, Thomas Dobbs. Jackson Women's Health Organization is the only licensed abortion clinic in the state of Mississippi. Here's a little snippet of some of the oral argument presented before the justices today. Take a listen to Mississippi Solicitor General Scott Stewart and the Solicitor General of the United States, Elizabeth Prelogger. Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey haunt our country. They have no basis in the Constitution. They have no home in our history or traditions. Nowhere else does this court recognize a right to end a human life. The real-world effects of overruling Roe and Casey would be severe and swift. The court has never revoked a right that is so fundamental to so many Americans and so central to their ability to participate fully and equally in society. The state of Mississippi is asking the justices to overrule the court's Roe v. Wade decision and the Casey decision from 1992 that affirmed Roe. Roe v. Wade legalized abortion nationwide in this country and prohibited states from banning the procedure prior to viability, which is the point at which a fetus can survive outside the womb, now estimated somewhere between 22 and 24 weeks of pregnancy. This law in Mississippi bans the procedure after 15 weeks, with the only exceptions being medical emergencies or cases of severe fatal abnormality. Anybody listening to the oral arguments today, and there's always a danger in predicting how a case will be decided simply based on oral arguments, but anybody listening to the arguments today heard a conservative-leaning court ready to at least narrow the viability threshold as it relates to abortion in this country, if not completely overturn Roe in its entirety. Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch seem to be the three most conservative, most inclined to completely overturn Roe. Chief Justice John Roberts seemed to be asking questions that may give the indication that he's more interested in solely looking at this Mississippi case and determining if indeed 15 weeks is an appropriate threshold by which after no abortions can occur and not actually overturn the entirety of Roe. It's a little less clear where the two newest members of the court, Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, stand in that decision in sort of the, do you do a narrow approach here and just focus on the Mississippi law in 15 weeks, or do you overturn a 50-year precedent? As for the liberal justices on the court, you can imagine they expressed real concern about the court becoming a completely political institution and just tossing out decades 
of precedent. Here was Sonia Sotomayor. You want us to reject that line of viability and adopt something different. Fifteen justices over um, 50 years have, or I should say 30 since Casey, have reaffirmed that basic viability line. Justice Breyer made the point that social pressure, political pressure, cannot be what determines how the court operates. And it is particularly important to show what we do in overturning a case is grounded in principle and not social pressure, not political pressure, to overrule under fire in the absence of the most compelling reason to re-examine a watershed decision would subvert the court's legitimacy beyond any serious question. Conservative Justice Brett Kavanaugh seemed to be indicating that he believes the states ought to be in charge of this and not a federal nationwide abortion ban. So that might indicate he's willing to overturn Roe in its entirety. Here's some insight from him as to how he's approaching the case. Why should this court be the arbiter rather than uh, Congress, the state legislatures, state Supreme Courts, the people being able to uh, resolve this? And there'll be different answers in Mississippi and New York, uh, different answers in Alabama than California. It's important to remember As many as half of the states in the U.S., 26, are certain or likely to ban abortion almost immediately if Roe was overturned, according to the Guttmacher Institute. That would, of course, mean women would have to travel, in some cases, hundreds of miles to obtain an abortion. Justice Alito, a clear opponent of Roe, who would like to see it overturned, discussed whether or not viability is even an appropriate line for the court to have drawn back in 1973. The the fetus has an interest in having a life, and that doesn't change, does it, from the point before viability to the point after viability? We don't expect a decision to be handed down by the court until the summer, June, maybe July. Of course, that'll be just a few months before next year's midterm elections. And there is no doubt that no matter how this case is decided, both Republicans and Democrats are going to utilize the decision to motivate their troops to the polls in November. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.